Hi, my name is Arlie Mitchell. I'm a senior developer advocate at Postman. Uh, welcome to the MongoDB podcast. A lot of people know Postman, but they might have known Postman three, four years ago, even seven years ago when it was a Chrome extension. And it has changed a lot. Uh, so Postman started as what we call the API testing tool. Short answer, Postman is the API platform caters to both API producers and API consumers. Welcome to the show. Today on the podcast, it's all about Postman. Postman used to be just a very simple API testing tool built right into Chrome, Chrome extension. It's expanded to so much more. It's a full platform. If you're a software developer and your software interacts with users or other systems, you're going to want to check this out. There's this concept of API first, and many companies are shifting to that mindset. Our Lemmy's going to talk all about that and tell us more about Postman, the Postman platform. Stay tuned. This is the MongoDB podcast. Join us live in New York City, June 7th through the 9th for MongoDB World 2022. The future runs on MongoDB. There's going to be something for everyone at MongoDB World. It's a conference that was created by developers for developers. And whether you're learning the basics or you're ready to scale, you'll find sessions that are tailored to you. Join us as the database community comes together in New York City to create, disrupt, and transform. Visit mongodb.com slash world 2022 to register. Use the code podcast for 25% off tickets. We've got some really exciting things happening on Twitter coming up. You're going to want to follow me, Michael Lynn, at M as in Michael, L-Y-N-N. That's at M Lynn. Some interesting things happening on Twitter spaces coming up. It's going to allow you to listen, but also ask questions and interact. So follow M Lynn for some upcoming interesting content. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well, and you? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's begin with an introduction. Maybe you could tell the folks who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me first. I'm a senior developer advocate at Postman, um, which is known now as the API platform. I do I do a couple of things here. Part of our role is to um, grow the number of people that we have using the tool, obviously, um, but creating content going to talk at conferences, whether they're virtual or in-person, and just making sure that whatever feedback we get from engaging with all type of users goes back throughout like, the product team as well. So there's this whole like, two-way street that I like to talk about when I talk about developer advocacy, talking about the product, but also being the voice within the company and for external users. I love that. And that's a huge part of developer advocacy, very often left behind, very often people forget about that two-way street, taking feedback back to the developers. I want to ask you about that before we, we get into the, the, the meat of the show. What does that look like for you bringing that feedback back to your developers? Uh, there's different ways it's being done. So the because the company has grown a lot lately, when, when I started at Postman, we, were, uh, we had one developer advocate sitting in each of the squads, so like engineering squads that we had. So we were there from the start when like product spec were being thought about or uh, whenever we were having an event, we would put together some feedback and bring it in. And now because of the scale of things, uh, we want to make sure that we have some processes in place and feedback can come from wherever. So we have we have some simple forms whenever we hear some feedback from a partner or a- any user really, just make sure that we can link it to other similar feedback that we've had. Uh, we can kind of weigh the impact of it, how many people are asking for this type of stuff. And obviously we have we, we try to be as transparent as possible. So we have a, a GitHub repository where we track all feature requests and bugs as well. So we, we tend to redirect people there as well to make sure that they add their feedback there. And we can have a look at it as a whole when we try to fix that specific issue or like release that feature request. I love the, the transparency 
APIs are all about increasing the transparency of the work we do. So it makes perfect sense that Postman practices transparency in their in their workflow. <laughs> so so great. Congratulations on that. Hey, I wanted to ask you about Postman. Maybe explain to the listeners what Postman is. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back in time a bit because a lot of people know Postman, but they might have known Postman three, four years ago, or even seven years ago when it was a Chrome extension. And it has changed a lot. Uh, so Postman started as what we call the API testing tool. And the point was really just, you have an API endpoint, put it in there, see what's coming back, and then you can kind of start documenting it and maybe uh, chatting to other people on how, how you want to use that API. Then it grew into an API collaboration tool. Uh, several people working on that same API and trying to uh, help each other or like maybe sharing some API endpoints together. And now, uh, one thing that we've probably been focusing on for the last two years is uh, turning it into a, a full-on API platform. So when we think about an API a platform, uh, we have two sides to an API. There's the API consumer, which is uh, what we've been doing for the last seven years, which is, I want to use an API. How do I do that? Postman, how can it help me? Maybe generate code snippet, maybe documenting my API. And then we have the API producer side. So anyone that creates API. And that's some things that we've released in, in the last couple of years, like supporting open API uh, schemas, so API definitions in general, uh, monitoring your APIs, um, integrating with tons of other tools like API gateways, et cetera. So yeah, to, that was the long answer. Short answer, Postman is the API platform caters to both API producers and API consumers uh, at the moment. Well, thanks for the for the detailed explanation, and it's it's so helpful. My knowledge and experience of uh, Postman is exactly like you said. I started I started using the Chrome extension, and like we talked about with visibility, how wonderful it is to be able to to take an API that I'm I'm using, I'm consuming, and use Postman to see exactly what's happening in that conversation. So, can you tell me a little bit about the scale that Postman is at today? How many users of Postman are there? We have at least 17 millions, uh, probably more. 17 millions was the last time we counted, probably a year back, I think we announced that. So th this has grown since, but I don't have a, any public number. I just know it's more than 17 million, uh, which is which is pretty good. And then we, we have, you can imagine how many requests are being sent by this amount of users, et cetera, how many collections they create. So yeah, that's a pretty pretty big scale to work with, which which makes my work just even more interesting. It's massive scale. That's wonderful to see that many users, of course. And you, you know, you said I, I can probably imagine how many requests are coming from that many users, but I don't think I can. Seventeen million users, probably. You know, somebody's actively testing. They're sending hundreds of requests per day. Yeah, probably have to think in billions. That's, yeah, billions. Yeah, it's probably a good good estimate. So, for more information about Postman, if you're listening to this and you're you're interested, where do where do folks go right away? Uh, the main one would be postman.com. Uh, that's all. Like homepage. Uh, you can now use the tool in the browser. So you could get started straight away from that page, but you'll also find all the information on like uh, what we think APIs are going, uh, what you can do with the Postman tool and then how it caters to the whole API lifecycle. So that would, yeah, that would be, that would be the main place for, for people to go in and check out what we're doing. I've used Postman for many years on a free basis. I hope that's okay. Number one. Number two, how do you make money? What's the revenue model for Postman? Good question. So yeah, it's totally fine to use it for free. And that's what the tool is made for. Uh, what, one of our beliefs is that as a single developer, you shouldn't need to pay for Postman. The, the business model is mostly that once you, once you get more into collaborating in Postman, et cetera, teams will be the ones who, who need to pay. So either because your team is more than three people. Uh, so from four people, you might need to start paying and to, to upgrade to the basic plan. 
And the other reasons might be based on like and some type of enterprises feature that you might need. So it can be uh, reporting, it can be governance, uh, it can be so for example having SSO enabled for your team. Uh, so only having people with the mongodb.com domain being able to join your team, but also maybe them not being able to use any other team because you want to have that governance of like what your users are doing. Th- these type of features are the are the reason why you why you might want to upgrade. But yeah, as a I've never used a paid Postman account before joining Postman either, and I was also a pretty <laughs> pretty heavy user. But yeah, as a as a single developer, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't need to. Well, I can see the value though. Definitely in the enterprise space, you've got a lot of folks that are that are working in teams, collaborating, and while doing work on my own on projects, it's not super important that I have a lot of metrics and a lot of reporting and analytics around the requests I'm making. As a team, especially in the enterprise space, I can imagine that's that's super important. I'm wondering how how is it doing in the enterprise space? Are, are you are you building a lot of uh, customers in that space? Yeah, we have. Uh, I'm actually not sure which customers I'm, I'm allowed to mention, so I'm not going to say uh, any big names. But we we have tons of banks, for example, uh, all types of industry in healthcare, in gaming as well. Um, I know one we have a public public use case about is um, I think it be games. Uh, so we have some big companies out there. And I think one, one of the things you mentioned is uh, because of the scale and you, you might use it as a single developer. One of the thing is you're coming from your single project on your side. You join a company and you're using Postman and you might start talking about it within your company. And it's uh, very much a, a bottom-up thing that we've seen until now. Uh, obviously, because as we grow, we'll try to do, we'll, we'll have more like outreach to people as well. But so far, this whole, oh, I'm using Postman, let's start using it together and use it within our team and maybe as it grows company for example microsoft we had like several small teams using it and then they started like getting it at the at the company level so it goes so we're seeing this shift in the mindset of developers especially more recently focusing on the api i can't imagine beginning a project today without having the api in mind first can you talk a little bit about that mindset and and the shift that's happening? I mean, how pervasive is this? Is this just my take on things? No, I think you're you're right on, um, and you had all the right words as well. You said API. You said first. That's the that's the thing we believe in. It's being API first, and companies turning to API first. And you're you're not the only one thinking about that. I have like quotes from people from Etsy or Netflix, or I think even AWS turned like fully API first for most of their squads with the I think it was called the API mandate. So we have like big companies trying to that and the the yeah the belief behind it is uh, the API is the thing that's going to allow everyone to use your app and communicate between different squads and parts of your company or like different applications so having that defined from the start is just going to make decouple dependencies it's going to make make it much easier to scale uh, and having this single source of truth is also going to uh, help in, in the long term so having uh, i mentioned API definitions at the start Having this API definition that says exactly defines the, the requirements, defines and designs your API. From there, I can generate code. I could generate documentation. I could generate a mock server to give to my front end team so they can start building. And also, I can do some contract testing. So I give that to my consumers. They start testing it against that. They give me back the tests. And then, me as the producer, I run these tests as I go and I make sure that I don't break anyone's workflow. That's something that people don't like when you break their workflow and having this like API first mindset also helps with not breaking this. So pretty good. Now, I mean, traditionally API, it's on the back end, but I'm seeing more and more focus on APIs from the mobile perspective as well. I mean, the importance of creating an API first, 
I, I can't think of a better better space than in the mobile development world as well. Are you seeing a lot more developers coming from the mobile space focusing on the APIs? I feel like the we see more businesses being built on top of an API or just being an API. I wouldn't say we see more mobile, or at least me personally, but that might just be because I'm not in that space. But one thing for sure is that, yeah, before you would have businesses that are run on an API, but they have this front and they have to build their own store or their own like a website on top. And that's the service they're going to sell. Now you can see Twilio, you can see Stripe, you can see all these type of companies that they're just going to have an API and that's what you're going to build with. Whether you're front-end, back-end or a mobile app developer, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and that's that's definitely one thing that we see. And we were, I think last year we looked at the Forbes 100 and we just looked at how many of them had a public API uh, that was for people to use. And it was about uh, 90% or 95%. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to gloss over that. <laughs> I don't want to gloss over that though. But you said of the Forbes 100, 90% are API based. They have APIs available. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a great partnership, Postman and MongoDB. We ha- have seen this for some time. You know, from the MongoDB platform side, we realized that the, the API is absolutely critical. We've leaned in. We had an Atlas API early on. We created a new data API. So that's available from within MongoDB Atlas that will expose access to methods that you would typically have to use a query, uh, a driver to access. And these are available from from an API now, and that's the, the MongoDB Atlas Data API. And I think when we when we scheduled this discussion, I didn't know about this, but but I just learned through a tweet that we've got some interesting things happening in the in the space between MongoDB Atlas and Postman. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, I'm just going to jump quickly back on what you just said. MongoDB being yeah, a great example of a company that wasn't mostly like API driven because databases you access them differently but then definitely like took that turn and made it also available. Obviously you're not changing, like turning away from anything else, uh, but you're also adding that API capability on top. So yeah, what we've done with uh, with MongoDB, we've done, I think we've been partnering for more than a year now, like doing different things together. So one of the things that the, that the Daryl team at MongoDB did was creating a Postman public workspace. Uh, so that on that public workspace, they've made a collection available, which is this MongoDB Atlas data API that you can use. So anyone can come in, fork that collection, start using it. But on top of that, to just make it even easier for MongoDB users to, to use that collection within the uh, MongoDB dashboard, you have this one-click try it button for the API that you can click on that also directly forks the API. And then you have it in your in your workspace. So obviously, you need to uh, fill in your own API key um, and you need to like maybe give the name of the cluster you want to use, the database you want to query, et cetera. Uh, but you have this list of, I think, eight or ten, eight to ten endpoints that you can just use out of the out of the box. And I want to disambiguate. We've got the term collection, which is used in different uh, in different contexts in MongoDB. Obviously, a collection is a collection of documents. We're a document oriented database. Explain what a what a collection is in Postman. Yeah, uh, good point. So, <laughs> collection in Postman is also a a group of request in that case. Um, so in, in Postman, you can group. Um, we have different type of collection at the moment. So it could be like a group of uh, synchronous requests. So typically a REST API, but you could have a WebSocket specific uh, collection. So that's for your uh, asynchronous WebSocket API. But typically a collection is is a group of API requests, whatever the type of them they are. So it's a, a way to organize your your projects and your your requests that are similar in nature. 
and I guess that's that's really the same concept in in MongoDB. You're going to group your documents that are similar, not exact, uh, into a collection. We, we we see two main use, usages from from partners mostly. So when they have the public workspace, they'll have a collection which is their whole API reference, so a list of all the endpoints that you can use. And then they'll have workflow type collections. So it's a, for example, a collection that tells you how do you create a user and assign it to a group, let's say. Uh, and you'll only have a subset of the API reference, maybe four or five endpoints in that collection. And then as a user, you can just pull this specific set and start using it. So uh, getting a bit meta, Postman is an, a- is an application. It's got a user interface. Is there an API to Postman? There, there is very much an API, which, um, to be honest, is pretty hard to find because when you Google Postman API, it's, it's not the first thing that comes out. But if you're interested in that, api.postman.com is the direct link to the documentation. Uh, but yeah, we have an API and Postman is actually a great example of a company that was not API first and is turning API first. So for the last couple of years, we've been trying to turn our squads into being API first. Everything starts from an open API definition, and then they have contracts with all the other squads in the company to make sure we're not breaking any flows. We're not there yet, but yeah, nowadays, I think every time something new is released, we have the equivalent that comes out in the in the Postman API directly. So you, you should be able to do pretty much as much that you do in the UI through the, through the API. Great. So we talked about the test in Postman button that now appears in MongoDB Atlas. If you want to check that out, Log into your Atlas account, click on the data API link in the left-hand navigation menu, and you'll need to create a data API instance, link it up to a data source, and that'll give you the ability to create an API key. And then you'll see that button there. And that'll bring you over to uh, to Postman's web interface. I don't think it launches the app, right? I think it, it brings you to a t- like a tab in a browser that automatically logs you in and exposes you to, like you said, the public collection for MongoDB data API testing, right? Yep, that's it. Terrific. Well, that's a that's a great way to to increase the visibility of uh, MongoDB and and the Atlas data API. So so seeing how how these methods find, update, delete that are exposed via the MongoDB Atlas data API, great way to increase the visibility of testing those. So great work. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's happening coming down the pike? Like what's next for Postman? Are there things that are you know exciting in the roadmap? Yeah, let me again think of which one I can mention and which one I can't. Uh, but mostly, for example, we talked about enterprises. One of the things that we work on, and that's also a big driver for enterprises to subscribe to Postman, is integrations. Uh, so Postman doesn't mean to replace API gateways. It doesn't mean to replace uh, code repositories, for example. So we integrate with tons of, tons of other platforms like GitHub, uh, GitLab, Azure repos, etc. Uh, one of the next focus is going to be API gateways. So Azure APIs and AWS API gateway, the Google RPG, etc. So that's that's one of the things that I'm very much looking forward uh, having these integrations in the tool. And then there's there's things a bit more fun to me, uh, which are just playing with all types of requests. So I mentioned we have WebSockets and we have uh, REST APIs. We've just added gRPC. And one of our focus is we, we want to be we want to be able to cater to any any type of API developer or user out there. So we'll we'll definitely add more more protocols in the in the coming year. The last thing I would say, which is pretty exciting, it's already available uh, still in beta, is Postman Flows. So that's our uh, low code version of uh, Postman, where you can you have these little boxes, you can just drag drag and drop them onto a canvas, link them together, 
and you can create a workflows of API requests uh, chained together and create some creativities. <laughs> it's limitless as just based on which API you use, just think them together and then start your flow and you can see see what happens. Oh, that is interesting. I use some other tools for that. So will that be offered as a service, a standalone service? It's it's part of the tool. Uh, if you if you open Postman on the left hand side, you have the different categories. So you have uh, collections, environment, monitors, mm-hmm. and one of them is flows. So you have this canvas in the tool. You can grab your uh, requests from the left hand side, drag them, drag and drop them on there, and start start doing some linking. Obviously, we have also some other other boxes to do some merging of API responses, uh, maybe some filtering, some some pretty cool stuff. Great. I'm definitely going to check that out later today. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell the audience? Anything else you want to let them know about Postman? A couple more things. I've mentioned, and you've also mentioned, the the API-first uh, mindset. So we have a, if you're interested in that, learning more, we actually have a, a graphic novel. Uh, you can check online if you just Google the API-first world. It's available on, on the website, and you can just scroll through the pages to show one. Uh, pretty Pretty approachable. I would mention as well that um, we're hiring. Mm. So if anyone is looking for a for a job at the moment, a change of career, do check our, our platform. And then if you're just like willing to learn more about Postman, couple of places, um, couple of places you could check. We have the 30 days of Postman challenge, which is a coding challenge in Postman. Uh, one day, a challenge a day, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, where you can just go through and learn more about Postman and then our YouTube channel. So um, youtube.com slash postman tons of learning materials we do live streams uh, we do some webinars on there but yeah check it check it out fantastic well i'll link in the show notes if you're uh, on the go while you're listening to this make sure you touch down at some point check the show notes and check out those resources so you're hiring you've got a youtube channel you've got a graphic novel what what is that about um it's a I do want to make it clear, it's not product-oriented at all. It's very much um, what we think the API-first mindset is going to lead us and how we think the the world is going to turn API-first. And it's it's already slowly turning API-first, where everything is, is going to be an API. And you can think of any type of interface, whether it's a voice interface, whether it's a audio um, a video, or it's a text interface, it's probably backed by an API somewhere. So it's a it's a quick book. I have a I have a hard book cover here, but there's no video, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna show it. But yeah, that's a uh, that's the story. Uh, once again, I'll, I'll mention that uh, we'll link in the show notes all of the resources that we just mentioned. Or let me thank you so much for dropping by. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to our Lemmy for dropping by, telling us all about Postman. Check the show notes for links and resources. Make sure you follow me, Michael Lynn. That's at M Lynn on Twitter. Got some interesting things happening with Twitter Spaces coming up. It's going to allow you the opportunity to uh, to listen, but also engage, ask questions, and interact with some other members of the MongoDB community. So follow at MLin on Twitter. Remember, MongoDB World is returning to New York City. It's June 7th through the 9th. Make sure you visit mongodb.com slash world-2022. Register with the code PODCAST for 25% off tickets. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.